the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, WFIL.com, and WFIL app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Forecast, kind of cloudy the rest of the afternoon and evening. Occasional sliver of sunshine. 64 the high, the balance of the day, down to 50 tonight. Might get a shower late tonight. Tomorrow looks to be a lot like today on the cloudy side. Maybe a little sun once in a while. More likely a shower or two in the morning at least. Tomorrow's high 65. Keep an eye out for Thursday when it's one of those cloudy, chilly, rainy all day kind of days. Thursday's high just 55. Rams beat the Bears 24-10 in Monday Night Football last night. Major League Baseball this evening. It's game six of the World Series. Dodgers and Tampa Bay going at it. Dodgers up three games two. Could win the World Series tonight with a victory. Otherwise, game seven is tomorrow. Speaking of uh, football there a second ago, congratulations to Carmen in Feasterville, Michael in Pennsville, New Jersey, and James in Pottstown. All three of those folks won the book Football Faith in WFIL's contest. We've had going for a while. We have a lot of contests going on our contest and surveys page on a regular basis. Could be books, could be music, could be a trip, could be all kinds of things. We encourage you to check that out and jump on board WFIL's Rewards Club. It's our listener loyalty club, totally free, and uh, it just gives you lots of opportunities to win different things and to enter contests very quickly. Once you enter your basic info, then you're good to go. So help yourself to that in the contest and surveys page at WFIL.com. Also, where is it? Here it is. We are at now, last count, in our partnership with Transworld Radio. If you've been listening for any length of time, you know... We have, well, the last few weeks at least. We're looking to provide wind-up radios to Africa. Very special opportunity. They don't require electricity. These radios are perfect for uh, those who don't have access. Some do, some don't. In the past, we've worked with Transworld Radio to help build transmitters. This time, it's actually put the hardware itself, the radios, in the hands of uh, Africans in eight or nine countries we're actually working in within Africa. Uh, Each radio is just $50. Includes everything, import, taxes, distribution, the whole deal and will allow many to hear the gospel in their own language, which is an amazing fact as well. Not just, uh, not just you know, you just think, well, just get the radio there, but in their own language. It's part of how Transworld Radio does their thing. So we're glad to work with them. And basically, if you just boil it down to, to the extent you listen to WFIL and appreciate it, imagine giving that to somebody else, that same opportunity to hear the gospel. It's a wonderful gift. If you want to help out, the number is 888-988-5656, 888-988-5656, or at WFIL.com. We are at 90, at last count, 94 radios down and just 74 to go. Now, this is the final week. It's just a three-week little deal, and the thought was we'll do 56 radios, since that's our frequency, 560, uh, each week, on the average. So, we're not getting all legal about it. So... 
we're on our way. We're actually within shouting distance. Would you be willing to help us kind of finish it off? 74 radios to go till we're done. Maybe you can do one. Maybe you can do half of one. Maybe you could do four, whatever it is. Thank you to Bryant in Norristown, Vanessa in Philadelphia, Terry in Lansdowne, and Dennis in Claymont, Delaware. What do those four folks have in common? They each went on uh, line or called in the last day or so and said, I'll do a radio. Each of them did one. Then you have Cheryl in Philadelphia, who did three. Then you have another Cheryl in Philadelphia, spelled with a letter C instead of the letter S, and she did one. So that's great. It helps push the ball forward. By the way, every nine radios that comes in, the tenth one gets covered by an anonymous donor. So know that you are helping that happen when you make a contribution. You're actually, uh, it's going further than you thought, so to speak. All right, so that's the deal. We have a special guest going to be joining us in a moment. His name is Jim Maxim. He offers a prayer at the end of our programs each day. And he has an amazing story. He also has a book coming out later on this year. But we want to chat with Jim because it's a lot more than just the book. Hang out and you'll see what I mean. It's Tim DeMar's show, AM560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMar Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 4.08 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for listening in today. We have all kinds of guests join our program day in and day out. We've had this gentleman in studio once before and on the phone, I think, once also as well. You'll know him because you hear his voice at the end of every program with our uh, that, that, uh, the prayer that Jim Maxim offers at 4.59 each day. And uh, we welcome you to the studio. How you doing, Jim? Great, Tim. Great to be here. Yeah, it's been a while. I think when uh, we first started the program, yes. you were in early on. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you for having me again. Sure. And I think there was a call. Uh, you were doing an event with Dr. Alveda King over at Trexelbrook. Yes, yeah, the Hope Crisis Pregnancy Center. I'm the chairman of that. It's Herb Lusk's ministry on Broad Street. Yeah. And we brought Alveda in to help raise money for the Hope Center. Yeah, I think that was in 2019, and so now we get to have you have you again. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for being here. So uh, 21 Days of Breakthrough Prayer mm -hmm. was a book we talked about originally. Yes. And there's another one coming out or out already? It, it'll be out. Uh, it's good. It'll be released in December. Okay. 21 Days of Deeper Prayer, Discover an Extraordinary Life in God. Yes. Um, just for folks who are new to the station and or new to the program, just give a quick backdrop, you know, how God got a hold of you a bit. I know it's not a quick story necessarily, but... Uh, just or, or, you know, and what's led you to having such a prayer emphasis in your life? No, thanks for asking me. Yeah. Uh, Tim, I uh, I told a friend of mine the other day, actually my editor, I said, you know, Vicky, I said, uh, one or two days a month I'll be driving along in my car and I'll have to pull over and I just start weeping and weeping and weeping because I can never forget December 27th, 1971 where I laid in a pool of my own blood with over 300 stitches in my face. Mm. I had five tubes in my body feeding me and draining me intravenously. My jawbone came through my skin there. It was busted and wired shut for six weeks. They didn't think I'd ever see again out of my left eye, and they thought I'd have brain damage because of the cut in the top of my skull. And if it wasn't for a mother that understood that prayer was not just a suggestion or a check-the-box, that a mother that understood that she actually had a trigger, that there was a weapon that God had given to her, and she knew where that trigger was. Hmm. Although as a kid, we laughed at it and mocked her, and mom could do whatever she wanted back in that room. 
But when it, at the end of the day, when all hell came against me, and it was over for my life as I knew it, it was her faith in her God. It was her ability to pull the trigger on her weapons that she could pull down the demonic strongholds that had me bound. And so as I lay there, Tim, in a pool of my own blood, I was falling through darkness. I had just gotten out of jail for stupid stuff as a young kid, and I had prayed that prayer in jail, get me out of this jam and I'll go straight. Well, that didn't happen. Mm. And here I am again. I leaned over to change an old 8-track tape player in my glove box, and I was so <laughs> drunk I passed out. They said my vehicle went up an embankment, came down, hit a telephone pole, and I flew through the passenger side of the windshield. Wow. And after my head and face went through the glass, that my shoulders hit the windshield and stopped me, and then the weight of my body dragged me back down in across the jagged glass. And they had to put over 300 stitches in my wow. face. Yeah, and as I laid there, they said my vehicle was on an embankment, uh, kind of like sideways on a hill. And the cops said my face was down in the passenger floor compartment, just filling up with blood. One cop said when he put his foot in the car to pull me up, the blood came over the top of his shoe. And he said he looked at his partner and said, forget it, his two ladies dead. They said I looked at him and said, no, I'm still with you. Now, I don't remember that. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. But wow. They, they got me to the hospital and um, uh, in the emergency room, and they, they couldn't find an intern at 2 o'clock in the morning. So uh, they told me that the intern was just pulling shards of glass out of my face. They had called my mother. Said, Mrs. Maxim, your son's been in an accident. She said, Can I come down in the morning? Because for mom, this was nothing new. It was either <laughs> jail or something stupid. How, how old were you at this point? I was 18. Okay. There were five, five out of eight of us were alcoholics in my family, Tim. Mm. So alcoholism was ran rampant, drug abuse in my family was just, just the way it was. I had never been to a prayer meeting and never read the Bible, never been to a Christian church as we know it. My concept of God was get it cleaned up when I'm 80. And get in. And, um, I, you yeah. know, my mother used to tell me about, you know, this Jesus Christ. And, of course, you, you know, you look at your mom and mom can say anything. You're going to respect her. But mom's mom. Hmm. So for me, I started very early. And uh, by the time I was 18, I was an alcoholic. And um, they called her and they, she came in to see me. They said, Mrs. Maxim, he's falling into a coma right now. We just don't know. He's in a coma. Severe lacerations in his face deep cut in his skull. The amount of glass in his eyes were significant, and we just don't know what's going to happen to him. So, Tim, my mother told me that on the way home, she said, Jimmy, all I heard was Satan telling me, where's this God of yours now, Isabel? Where's this all-powerful Jesus Christ you spend time with in this back room, praising him and worshiping him and praying to him? What good is your prayer, Isabel? This prayer life's a joke. Where's your God when you need him, Isabel? Like, we've all been there, right, Tim? Yeah. yeah. And so, Tim, she told me that when she got home, all she did was fall on her knees next to her bed. And she said she was just crying out to God, please, Jesus, don't let him be blind. Jesus, please, when's it going to end? Jesus, please help my son. And she told me the Holy Spirit came alongside her and said, Isabel, that's enough now. Start to praise God because God is worthy of our praise. Now, it's an unlikely thing to do when you are so overwhelmed with despair for somebody else, especially one of your kids. Right. But she knew that God was worthy. So one of the greatest weapons that my mother ever exercised was the weapon of praise. So she said she began to praise God in the midst of this. 
to thank him, to confess his word over my life. She knew how to pray the scriptures over my life. She knew that the weapons of our warfare were not natural, man-made, or carnal, but divine weapons for the pulling down of demonic strongholds. She knew what it was in Ephesians 6, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against one, rulers, two, authorities, three, cosmic powers, four, spiritual forces in heavenly places. What in the world are those things? It's weird. But she knew those things had her son bound. She knew those things were in complete control of me because I allowed them to be. So she went to battle like she knew. She knew where the trigger on her weapons were. When I was in the Marine Corps, I learned how to use an M14 rifle. I knew where the trigger was. My mother knew where the trigger was, even though we thought she was a little weird about it. I was so grateful Mm. that when she started crying out to God, now she stopped praising or stopped praying and started praising God. Tim, I was in a coma falling through darkness, and it was as real as me sitting here in this studio. And I'm a pretty big guy, and I could work my way out of most situations as a kid. But this time, I knew I had gone one step too far. I was somewhere not meant for mankind. I was in an area that I couldn't get a club, a knife, a gun, nothing. And I was in trouble. I was falling, and I was concerned, hmm. to say the least. I, when I came to stop falling, I was in a room about the size of the studio. It was all dark. And all I remember, Tim, was looking at my left-hand side, and I saw these two things standing there. I had no clue what they were because I would never read the Bible. I had never been to a prayer meeting. I had never been to a Christian church as we know it. But that stuff we just read in Ephesians 6, even though I didn't know about it, they were standing right in front of me. And it was then, as my mother's home interceding for me, where these things were trying to pull me to this place somewhere over there. Mm. It was then, Tim, that Jesus came to me. Jim Maxims, our guest uh, with Acts 413 Ministries, the new book coming out later on this year, 21 Days of Deeper Prayer, Discover an Extraordinary Life in God. The first one, 21 Days of Breakthrough Prayer, The Power of Agreement. Just a quick break, and then I want to keep our conversation rolling and hear the uh, more of the, the testimony and then uh, continue on and talk, talk about the book, talk about prayer. Very glad that you're in today, Jim, uh, sharing the hour with us. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL. Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. It's 421 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Just a quick thank you to Ronald in Philadelphia who got in touch with Transworld Radio and donated four radios. That puts our total at 98. When we get one more, we'll get an extra one added because of an anonymous donor who's willing to add one for every nine that come in. That would get us to 100. And we the overall goal is 158. So we're... No, sorry, 168. So we are currently 70 off. By the end of the week, can we get there? I'm sure we can. You want to help out? It's 888-988-5656. 888-988-5656. Each one's $50. And uh, we're so grateful for everyone who's helped out so far. You can also go to WFIL.com. As we uh, keep our conversation going, Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries is our guest. We're going to be talking about the book, 21 Days of Deeper Prayer, Discover an Extraordinary Life in God. The first book you wrote, 21 Days of Breakthrough Prayer, the power of agreement. And we're talking about just kind of the backstory to why prayer is so important. And before the break, you're talking about the accident and the, all the stitches and being in the hospital and, and seeing, you know, a 
the spiritual realms and that uh, Jesus came to you. Uh, take it from there. Now, I don't want to exaggerate it, but he came to me, and I can't describe some, but it's, it was a spiritual thing. And what, what he said to me was overwhelming. I was shocked mostly because of what he didn't say to me. He didn't say to me, why should I help you now? You mocked me. You mocked my word. You laughed at my people. You laughed at your mother. Why should I help you now? He didn't say any of that, something maybe I would have said to somebody that offended me. But instead, Tim, he looked at me, and not word for word, but this was like a liquid sea of love overpowering me. He said to me, Jimmy, you've been playing around long enough. Do you want to continue? And I said, Jesus, I don't, but what do I got to do? I prayed that prayer in jail, and look at me. Here I am. I can't shake these drugs and alcohol. You know that. It's too tough. It's, It's controlling me. I need help. And Jesus said to me, Jimmy, I won't barge my way into your life. If you ask me to cleanse you and forgive you, I will. And I'll forgive you, and I'll become your best friend, and I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Well, Tim, I knew that I needed help. I knew that this Christ that my mother knew, I didn't know she was home interceding for me, but I knew that this Christ she had told me about just showed up. And he was loving me just the way that I was. And so when I looked at him and I said, Jesus, please help me. Please forgive me. The moment I said that, Tim, whatever those two things were, they left. I woke up a couple of days later in intensive care from my coma. I was wrapped like a mummy from head down to my neck. I had five tubes in my body feeding me and draining me over 300 stitches in my face. My mother said the first broken words that I muttered through my broken jaw was, Mom, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. So as she's home interceding for me, she used the, the weapons that I said earlier, that the weapons of our warfare aren't natural, man-made, or carnal, but they're divine. Is it weird? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> There's no question about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, how do you read something like, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over spiritual forces and heavenly places? Of course it's weird. But I was shocked. I was speaking somewhere in the country, and I had to do a presentation on, on whatever. And I looked up the word, uh, Googled the word weird. It shocked me. It says otherworldly supernatural. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. If you yeah. just tune in, Jim Axum's our guest. You'll recognize his voice. Certainly at 4.50, of every uh, afternoon program, we have the uh, the 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 prayer at, you know that airs then and also seven fifty seven I think it is in the morning each weekday on WFIL uh, and in the importance of prayer and sharing your testimony of how God got a hold of you it's, it is <laughs> very different than most uh, somebody says yeah I just heard about Jesus in church one day and I raised my hand uh, so this is a little different but to, and why prayer is important so the book and just to, to Remember, folks, uh, 21 Days of Breakthrough Prayer was the original book, The Power of Agreement. And then this new book that's coming out in December, 21 Days of Deeper Prayer, Discover an Extraordinary Life in God. And so my question originally had to do with just the the backdrop and how God got a hold of you. Obviously, that shows why prayer is so (laughs) important. Yeah. And and, and there's a number of directions we could go with this. But uh, maybe just to your point of the the weirdness of it or something, because I think sometimes people will hear— you tell me if I'm wrong, because you do a lot of engagements and, and prayer breakfasts and, and meetings and a lot of different things, that people feel like they need to match up to that in some capacity. Like, wait a minute, I, 
I, that's so far removed from what I'm experiencing, yeah. but it's true that we, it's in scripture that, that that's, I think of it, I think of those spiritual authorities and, and the problem, the challenges, um, simply like if I find my wife and I start to have an argument and I start to remember, she's not my enemy. <laughs> Honestly, and she'll say that to me, like you know, the idea of of Tim. I've been married you know, forty five years, yeah. And if I've learned anything, my wife is not my enemy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you brought up a great point. Uh, a good friend of mine, Herb Lusk, said, "Jimmy, you got to you got to feed people with this spoon a spoonful at a time." And and what he meant by that is, you're right. Um, most pastors, most churches do not have corporate prayer meetings in America anymore. Think about what I just said. Most pastors, most churches do not have corporate prayer meetings anymore. Why? Why, when God said, if my people who are called by my name would build big buildings and raise lots of money and get PhDs, they can do it all on their own, and me and Jesus and the Holy Spirit can chill. No. If my mm. people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I would hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Prayer is the most powerful force ever known to mankind. There are no boundaries that can stop prayer. There are no prison bars that can stop prayer. There are no governments that can stop prayer. Mm. Nobody can stop prayer. Prayer simply defined is this, Tim, intimacy with my heavenly Father. Jesus said, he that loveth me and obeys me, he it is that my Father will love, and we will come and make our home with him. God Almighty, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, will come and make their home with us. Now, Tim, Satan, if there's one thing he wants from you and me and everybody listening to this, he only wants one thing from you because if he has this, he's got it all. And that is no time with Almighty God. He does not want you to be in God's presence. Why? Because he's jealous. He can never again experience the love of God. Satan cannot be redeemed. He can't be saved. He can't be reinstituted to his position. Mm, it's true. He has been, Jesus said he saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. So what he wants to do is to take the church away from Almighty God. He wants, he does not want you to pray. Why is prayer so hard? Why is prayer the hardest thing you'll ever do on a consistent basis? Because the weapons of our warfare are not natural, man-made or carnal. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but powers, principal. It's a spiritual dynamic. I'm not suggesting for one moment you be out of whack and be some kind of a kooky Christian. I'm a businessman. I certainly know what it is not to be a fool in front of the unsaved. I know what it is to walk in boardrooms across America and conduct business meetings. Yeah. So I'm not suggesting for one moment to be an imbalanced Christian. But I am suggesting that the greatest thing you'll ever do is get into your prayer closet and worship Almighty God and then begin to intercede for other people. After you learn to seek God's face, before you seek his hand, then you'll grow deeper spiritually than ever before mm -hmm. as we begin to seek God's face rather than just his hand. Yes, I need God's blessings. Yes, I need my answers to prayer. Yes, but I'm, I'm not going to seek his hand before I seek his face. 
And that is what Satan wants from every believer. Jim Maxim's our guest with Acts 413 Ministries. Acts413.net is website. 21 Days of Breakthrough Prayer, The Power of Agreement, book number one. The new one coming out later on this year, 21 Days of Deeper Prayer, Discover an Extraordinary Life in God. We'll keep our conversation going in just a moment. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for listening in today. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 4.33 on the Tim DeMoss Show. We're down to 50 this evening with cloudy skies, maybe a shower late tonight. Tomorrow morning, kind of cloudy and rainy, perhaps, and then it's kind of cloudy, 65 the high. Thursday, cloudy, chilly, rainy all day. Looks like a high of just 55 on Thursday. Rams beat Chicago last night in Monday Night Football. Night game six of the World Series at 8.08. Dodgers and Tampa Bay playing with the Dodgers up three games to two. Our in-studio guest is Jim Maxim with Acts 413 Ministries. We're talking about, among other things, his books um, on prayer specifically. There's lots of words out there about prayer. And uh, we've been actually at church doing recently the Lord's Prayer in-depth study. Wow. You know, I love it. I love it because I tend to be complicated sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I'll find myself... Organize and I pray from typically I thank God or I say holy, holy, holy in the morning before I get going and then and then go pray for my wife, each of my kids down the line, and then into the community. And some and I, I enjoy that, but sometimes I also feel like I'm doing it because I do it every day. Yeah. And uh and so sometimes I hear God saying, Remember I said you don't have to say a lot of words. Yeah, yes. <laughs> get back to the Lord's prayer. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, prayer prayer simply defined as fellowship with your heavenly father. You know, Hebrews 5, 7 says, With loud cries and tears, Jesus prayed to his Father, and because of his reverence for God, God heard his cry. What? Because of his reverence for God, God heard his cry. Reverence for God, in some ways, is almost, you know, a thing of the past. Yeah. Reverence for God. One of the reasons churches don't have corporate prayer meetings anymore as a whole. I mean, think how many churches you know that do not have prayer meetings. I, I'm on the board. Of, I'm the chairman of the board of Strategic Renewal with Daniel Henderson. Daniel was a mega pastor at a couple of large churches. He took over churches from moral failures from pastors. Okay. God used them to turn them around. And he wrote the book with you, right? Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay. And um, Daniel... Teaches pastors in strategic renewal how to have spirit-led, scripture-fed, worship-based prayer meetings that people actually want to come back to, and the reason for that is he teaches pastors how to pray the scriptures with his people, and how to have it worship-based. I mean, the reason most people don't go to their church's prayer meeting is because they've been to their church's prayer meeting. <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm no. sorry to say that. No, right. But, but yeah. it gets into Aunt Joni's toe every week, and, and it gets into these lists, and it gets boring, and it get. That is not what a vibrant prayer uh, service looks like. If you want to go to strategicrenewal.com and click on one of the videos about having a spirit-led, scripture-fed, worship-based prayer meeting yeah. that people actually want to come back to, uh, and what Daniel does is he teaches pastors around the country how to do that. You know, Daniel tells me, Jim, he has a Ph.D. in his seminary, level, seminary uh, education. He said, Jim, I was never modeled how to have a prayer meeting. Well, I was taught about prayer theologically and academically, but I was never modeled in seminary how to have a prayer meeting. And that's, Interesting. Why, yeah, that's why most pastors don't even ask anymore because they're tired of the failure. 
because they don't want the faithful five showing up only. When a pastor calls for a prayer meeting, how many people don't go? It's almost yeah, impossible. Right, probably the majority, vast majority. Yeah, right. one of the reasons for that is we as Christians don't understand. My responsibility, one of my biggest responsibilities, is to cover my pastor and his wife and children in prayer. The Bible says I can take the shield of faith and quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So if I'm Satan and I'm going fishing, who am I going to go after? The big fish, the pastor, his wife and children. Sure. So I want to. we want to mobilize the church, to intercede for our pastors, their wives, and children. When I begin to understand how pressed my pastor is, look what this uh, pandemic has done to churches. Look at the stress our pastors and their wives are under, their children. Our pastors need our prayer. They need our covering. And so many times, Chris, as a businessman, the church or a businesswoman, the church doesn't really, they feel like they're second-class citizens if they're not a quote-unquote Pastor or evangelist. Sure, sure. They don't understand that what they do on a daily basis means as much to God as what their pastor does Sunday morning. If I can accept my responsibility as a believer, look at Ananias. Ananias was a normal guy. But if he didn't have a relationship with God every day, if he wasn't in tune with God, do you think he'd have heard, hey, Ananias? I got a guy down the street called Straight named Paul that's going to write two thirds of the New Testament. Yeah. You think he's going to, but because he was in tune with God. And you know, you never hear Ananias' name again in all the scripture. Isn't it something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folks just tuning in. Jim Maxim's our guest. You listen to the Tim DeMoss show on WFIL. He's, uh, you, you'll uh, be familiar with the fact we have the prayers uh, that he offers at the end of each of our shows and also in the morning at 757 after uh, Calvary Chapel's uh, Straight from the Heart program. The first book that we had Jim on a couple years back, 21 Days of Breakthrough Prayer, The Power of Agreement, and the new one that's coming out in December, 21 Days of Deeper Prayer, Discover an Extraordinary Life in God, uh, acts413.net is how you can find out more about the ministry. You touched on kind of through the conversation, some of the engagements, places you've been, and um, the encouragement for people to pray for their pastors. Individuals for prayer, and I want to also ask you about the, the book that's coming out, but before I forget couple times in our conversation so far, you've referenced kind of the challenge, if you will, for a person to want God enough to be excited about God. Like the ball game's on, let's make our wings and, and popcorn and <laughs> sit down and we're going to be, okay, get, get down here, the game's at the start, versus we're going to pray. I'm a little tired. I don't feel so good, mm-hmm. right? But and who was it that Jesus said to, do you want to get well? Yes. In the New Testament? Was yes. it the uh, blind? Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. Do you want to get well? And and sometimes I'll even ask, I've thought about this this morning, in fact, just to put on Facebook, because uh, I'm generally pretty, uh, what's the word? Uh, I, 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 I like to put things out there because I have a lot of friends who are not believers mm-hmm. also, in a way that it stirs conversation. So I wrote some, I, I wanted to, I haven't done this yet, but to say, if you could know the truth about couple mean questions like what really happens when you die and wow. and who god is wow. is there a god or not if you could actually know i'm not wow. even telling you to believe what i believe because i actually don't throw it out there directly mm. i might infer it from my post right if you could know think about it would you want to actually know mm. and i think there's a there's my guess is a lot of people be like you know what I'm not sure that I would, <laughs> right? Well, I, I'm well, kind of okay as I am. Yeah, that's because they're ignorant. 
Now, you know, we're talking about eternity. Right. Now, let's let now we know that that the Bible tells us that Satan, the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those that don't believe. So they're they're right. actually blinded. Now, let's take that scripture in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. The weapons of our warfare are not natural, man-made, or carnal weapons, but divine weapons for the pulling down of demonic strongholds. And with these weapons, we can bring every negative thought captive to the obedience of the cross. What stops people from coming to Christ the most? Negative thoughts. Thoughts about Jesus that just aren't true. Hmm. They're listening to the demonic lies in their head. How many Christians can't get to the next level in their Christian walk because of the negative thoughts against them. Look at you. Never, you're nothing. You're never going to amount to anything. People know you're a joke. They know the real you. Look at you. You've never done anything. And on and on and on. It's really true. And it's the negative thoughts. And why does why is that true? Because of what we just read in Ephesians 6. It says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, one, authorities, two, cosmic powers, three, over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places, four. Because of that, or therefore, because those things exist, take the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, stand firm. And just to interject here, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about all the Marvel movies and how people will yes. sit and watch and be like, not that they'll believe it, but they're, they're I've watched them. I'm like, wow, that's a, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, like this is almost like close to reality, yeah. even though you're like, how can a guy fall and get smashed around? And he gets up and dusts himself off. And, and yet you just read four or five words that because it's tied to the Bible, tied to God, people are like, oh, that's really far off. What? So well, it's a challenge though, to our thinking. It really is. It, Tim, it is. And I, I got to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful uh, that I met Christ the way I did. And that's, you know, God doesn't waste a drop, right? So when I was unconscious and I saw those two things there, you don't have to convince me about Ephesians 6. <laughs> sure, sure. I saw him firsthand. And, and uh, when I was in the Marines, one of the interesting things is, and I had never been to a Bible study, never, never read the Bible, didn't go to a Christian church. But when I went to the Marines, and I, I first got saved. I had that little Gideon New Testament with me. And mm-hmm. I didn't know much about it, but I read the Psalms and some Proverbs. And, and I saw Jesus healing the sick people and going to the outcast. Guys like me. But when the guys in the Marines saw my face and how distorted it was before I had the plastic surgery, and it was, it was a wreck. Mm-hmm. I mean, a wreck. They looked at my face and asked me what happened. None of them ever doubted. None of them wow. ever looked at me <laughs> and said, Maxim, you're just a kook. They they knew, even though they didn't believe what I believed, they knew that I believed it. And they knew that something deep happened in my soul. They could see the marks of what the world did to me. And they saw me now. And they saw the fire in my eyes about the love of Christ and and that God loves them and God cares about them. And, and I was a loser going nowhere fast. I know firsthand what it's like to feel like a scumbag. That's one of the reasons. I mean, my last year in high school was wood shop, metal shop, crafts, and English. Yes, I've been wildly successful in business. Yes, we've been. It's an incredible what God's done. But God's done it. God resurrected me and infused me with the power of His love to forgive myself, to accept mm. myself, and and it was all that negative stuff coming against me that would even cause me to do drugs and alcohol in the first place. Those things that we read about. 
they are subject to the blood of Christ. Amen. Not one of those, not one of those things can do anything to a child of the Most High God. But you're, where are you going to learn that? You're going to learn that in studying the Word and going to church. And, but you're going to grow deep when you begin to spend time with God before Him. You just mentioned to me you were studying the Lord's Prayer. The first thing that Jesus said to do was to hallow His name. Why? Because Hebrews 5, 7 says, With loud cries and tears Jesus prayed to His Father, and because of His reverence for God, He hallowed God's name. He worshiped God. He reverenced Him. We don't reverence God like we should. We go into God. Casual prayer is a mistake. Casual prayer is a mistake. What am I I saying? I'm not saying ever be afraid of God. I'm saying have the fear of God. I'm saying reverence God. He's holy. The first thing that God did when he accepted the blood sacrifice of Christ on the cross was he tore the veil of the temple from top to bottom so that Everybody listening to this radio station today could walk into God's presence because of the blood of Christ. No matter what they've done, no matter how far they've gone, how many times they failed as a Christian, it doesn't matter. God tore the veil from top to bottom, and he's inviting us as his bride. Please come. Come away with me. Jesus said, when you pray, go into your secret place and close the door. Why? Because God wants to minister to you. God wants to wrap his arms around you and love you and be with you and strengthen you and speak to you and and infuse you with his love and power and forgiveness so that you can turn around when you go outside the closet and dump that wheelbarrow that he gave you on somebody else. (laughs) Jim, have you found it over the years and all all the evidence you've seen? Actually, hold that thought. I need to take a quick break. I want to ask you a question uh, pertaining to the prayer background you have and uh, and how difficult it is to pray. Uh, and also want to get into the new book, uh, 21 Days of Deeper Prayer, which is releasing in December. Uh, we don't have a lot of time left, so I'm going to slip our last break in here. Then we'll come back, uh, come back and wrap up our time together. Jim Maxim is our guest today, Acts 413 Ministries. You'll know because you hear the prayer at the end of each program. And also weekday morning, 7.57, right after Calvary Chapel's program, Straight from the Heart. Uh, Jim just sharing about a new book, but also a lot more than that. Hang out. We'll uh, wrap up our time together here in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's 448, uh, Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Jim Maxim, our guest, Acts 413 Ministries, acts413.net's where you can find them uh, as well. Also the books, 21 Days of Breakthrough Prayer, The Power of Agreement, and the new one coming out in December, 21 Days of Deeper Prayer, Discover an Extraordinary Life in God. Uh, with all of those things, the ministry, the events you're involved with, the books, uh, the uh, the testimony, everything like that, um, do you find that it's still a challenge to pray, or, or over time, are the things you learn that make it easier, or how's it, how's it all at this point in your life? Spiritual pride is one of the biggest things that stop people going deeper to God. You know, Tim, I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit does not ever let me forget that I am a, a sinner saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. Hmm. I know, Jim Maxim knows that Jim Maxim is a scumbag without Jesus Christ. And I I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I know the wickedness of my heart. I know what I'm capable of. 
And I don't, I don't like that. I know how wicked my heart is, Tim. And what helps me is by going to God and being honest, just showing up. In other words, I haven't, Corey Ten Boom said real, something really simple. Make an appointment with God and keep it. So it's got, it gets to a point where, sure, Tim, uh, there are times that I don't want to get out of bed when the Holy Spirit comes in the room and starts knocking on my heart. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. But I've learned, Tim, that I need God desperately. I, I need him desperately because, okay, I have a prayer ministry, okay? What do you think Satan would like to do? <laughs> Water it down yeah, and sure. have it dissipate. Yeah, have Jim Maxim show up on television like some of the other notable men and women of God by falling into sin. And I know that Jim Maxim's extremely capable of doing that. Hmm. I'll never stop being capable of, of falling into sin, Tim. And, and the, the, the thing that holds me back the most is God, is his love for me. And the more time I spend with him, the more time he realigns my thinking in my heart, yeah. the more time he has to, to cut those cords of my flesh. My flesh will never, ever be submitted completely until I'm dead. That's just the way it is. Paul said, there's no good thing in me that's in my flesh. It's true. So, yeah, what gets easier is um, I'm thankful for the discernment that I just mentioned, that the Holy Spirit is faithful to remind Jim Maxim, Jim, apart from me, you can do nothing. The moment you begin to think you're a big shot because you're writing books and speaking here and doing this and doing that, it's over, Jim. It's over before it began. Mm. I was in Warren Weirsby's home out in Nebraska, and I don't even like mentioning his name. I don't want to be a name dropper, but I did, so let me. <laughs> but, but I'm doing it for this purpose. Yes. He is one of the foremost Christian authors of all time. Okay, just yeah. the B-series sold 8 million copies. He gave all the money away. We walked into his home, and his, his wife, Betty, said, Warren's waiting for you down in the basement. He had a three-bedroom ranch home in Nebraska. We walked down in the basement, and he's back in the corner writing books. He gave all his money away, and he's writing books. Martin Luther said, if you want to change the world, pick up a pen. Mm. When I saw that, God permitted me to be in his home so that Jim Maxim would see what a real man of God was like, that I would never think that I'm somebody that I got some special whatever. You know what I got? I got a need because I'm desperate for God. And I mean that from the bottom of my soul. I am desperate for God. Mm. I'm desperate for God to use me to touch somebody's heart somewhere every day. I, I have this wheelbarrow on my chest of God's love. I want to give to somebody somewhere every day. And the moment that starts to wane is red flags. Is red flags. You know, you were saying that too because I think it's very easy. Even uh, you don't have to wait till you get really high up and then think you don't need God, right? I think it's almost like every next decision. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like I had a good prayer time this morning, and now by midday, you've already forgot you. You're back on. I got it. I'll I'll take it from yeah, here. I got this, God. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. You can help somebody else who needs you because yeah. I don't right now. I'm good. Yeah. Well, I, as I said earlier, you know, uh, that scripture. 
Second Chronicles 714. I, I think a lot of us hear it this way. If my people who are called by my name would build big buildings, raise lots of money, get PhDs and skinny jeans and technology, they can do it all on their own, <laughs> and me and Jesus and the Holy Spirit can chill out. We act like that sometimes. I'm not suggest- Obviously, I'm being facetious. Yeah, no, but, I know what you mean. We act like that sometimes. That we don't. We we're not desperate, in the truest sense of the word. I'm not saying, you know, despondent. Despondent. That's a difference. Thank you, but I am desperate for the moving of God in my soul because without it, it's all over. Yeah. Jim Maxim has been kind enough to hang out. Uh, time flying by today. And uh, the new book that's in the works, 21 Days of Deeper Prayer, Discover an Extraordinary Life in God. Uh, the first one that came out a couple years ago, I guess it was. Yes. 21 Days of Breakthrough Prayer, The Power of Agreement. Also, you can uh, look into this more at acts413.net. And uh, just we have a couple minutes left. Uh, maybe you want to pick any aspect of the book that's coming out in December, the 21 Days of Deeper Prayer. Um, whether it's a chapter that you, or, or just the, how it came, how it's coming together, the battle of bring, putting it together. I'll leave that to you. Oh, well, thank you. Sure. I, I would say um, chapter 11, I dedicated uh, in this way. I said that um, I have three sons, three daughter-in-laws, and three incredible grandchildren, and my loving, sweet, good-looking wife, Kathy. <laughs> and as of this writing, I'm 67 years old. I tell my kids my number's 132. They say, what's that, Dad? I said, my research shows that a man in Pennsylvania lives to an average age of 78. So if I'm in the average, that means I have 132 months left. So to serve the Lord. Now, God could make it 240, do whatever he wants. But on average, I got 132 months left. So how can I impact the world around me for God's eternal glory? How can I do that in 132 months? What could I possibly do? As you're in your car thinking about that, what could you possibly do? Single mom taking care of your kids, working, coming home exhausted at the end of the day, or mom, stay-at-home mom, taking care of the kids while your husband's at work. What could you possibly do, Mr. Businessman, who's so wrapped up in your entrepreneurial expertise and doing it? What could you do? Great. The number one thing you can do is to become somebody that has a heart for God's people. Begin to pray for your pastor. You want to call it, Ronald Reagan called it the trickle-down effect. Right. Well, I believe (laughs) when I'm praying for a pastor, I have tremendous trickle-down effect because I look at the world that a pastor is attached to, his wife and his children first and foremost, that I could come along the pastor and become an intercessor for him, holding him and his wife up before the Lord. I had a, a pastor that I know walked out of the pulpit on a Sunday morning in the middle of his sermon, started walking around the park because he had an emotional breakdown. The associate pastor had to come in and finish the message because of the stress of the job. That he probably didn't know how to say no. Wow. That afternoon, Tim, I got five guys. And I said, guys, we're going to start a conference call from 6 in the morning to 7 in the morning, and we're going to begin to intercede for our pastor until God restores him. For one solid year, from 6 in the morning to 7 in the morning, five of us cried out to God for our pastor to restore him, to strengthen him, to bring along the doctors, the right, whatever. But we were holding him up before God six days a week for one solid year. Tim, today he's back in the pulpit. The church is on fire, and he's learned just how powerful it is to spend time 
in God's presence, worshiping him and allowing God to touch us deeply. So yes, everybody out there, pray for your pastor and his wife and children. Begin to cover them with the shield of faith. Begin to hold them up before Almighty God every single day. And that will be some of the greatest spiritual work you'll ever do. You may never lead a Bible study or preach a message or write a book, but you can become an intercessor for your pastor, his wife, and their children. You can strengthen the church of Jesus Christ by calling out before Almighty God, using the weapons that God's given us, using those weapons for their benefit, for their blessing. Amen. Amen. It's great talking with you, Jim. And yeah, and the book again, folks can be on the lookout for 21 Days of Deeper Prayer, Discover an Extraordinary Life in God. I invite you to listen to the podcast of today's program. We'll try and get it on our site as soon as we're able to do so. And that way you can kind of hear the whole view of, of, of how the Lord got a hold of you in the first place and a lot of different things we we're able to tackle during our time together. And hope you'll stop by again. We can chat again. Tim, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, Chip Max and Acts 413 Ministries. You can look up online, acts413.net as well. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.